When Aslan bears his teeth, winter meets its death. When Aslan shakes his mane, that damn groundhog won't see his stupid shadow. Ever drama? Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Unpopular Critic Wars, where the Godfather sucks and the Emoji Movie rocks. Today, I have a very special guest with me, my friend and co-worker, Rachel Seiler. Hello. I was going to say, say hi, Rachel, but oh. you beat me too. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I've never done that before, so I've never done that before, so I was going to surprise you. Oh, okay. It didn't work, obviously. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking today about a movie series that some of you may remember and is actually our, some of our favorites, uh, The Chronicles of Narnia. In particular, the Walden, movie, the Walden Media films, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, and Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And maybe how the books tie in. You can't see it through there, but I'm wearing a shirt that... I'm actually wearing a shirt that says, Never judge a book by its movie. Which is very true. Very true. Most mm. book to movie adaptations are not very good. <laughs> I think your staff bio says something like, One day you're going to get mm -hmm. do the impossible dream of a faithful and good adaptation. Yes, uh, that's what I want to do because... I just get so annoyed by um, movie adaptations when they don't um, actually line up with the book. So I want to be able to do that because, honestly, um, fans are going to enjoy the movie more if it, you know, follows the book. So it's just something I want to do. Well, I guess I, I guess that's a good lead-in. So, so you're a fan not just of the movies but of the books as well. Yes. Like, like, how would you, like, how would you say your overall thoughts, reflections, like, the, like Walden and Disney's vision versus uh, uh, C.S. Lewis's original vision? Um, I think they actually did a pretty good job with Narnia. I definitely enjoyed the movies a lot. Um, because though Prince Caspian, I think, was the furthest from the actual source of material, but it was still um a good movie. And I think it was the movie that actually got um, the most traction as a movie because they released a lot more merch. They had, like, a bunch of toys. I have the video game, mm -hmm. even though I got that years after. <laughs> and then I know The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, though it was closer to the source material, it didn't do nearly as well um, as Prince Caspian did. So I think Prince Caspian did the best because it appealed to a wider audience and also a lot of people were like it's far from the book you should see how far from the book it is so that also like allows for like more um people to come in and watch it yeah it was a little it was actually the furthest from the book but mm -hmm. i would argue that that was probably in its favors really the the plot structure of the book is just very convoluted yeah starting out with the things and and media stress and its own plot. Oh, we're picking back up here again. Uh, it was it was just kind of confusing. So, uh, mm -hmm. it may have had to be made. Yeah, and because the Pevensies and Caspian don't really interact a lot in the book, so I think it was good to have um, that screen time together, um, so you could get the interactions between the characters. Because in the books, C.S. Lewis doesn't really focus on the characters of the kids. He just kind of 
uses the kids to tell a story, whereas the movies are more focused on the kids and their individual journeys and, like, personalities personalities and stuff. Because, like, they don't have personalities in the book. <laughs> or more like minor per- or more like minor personalities, i.e. Yeah. Peter, mm, Peter's the oldest, Lucy's the wide-eyed, mm-hmm. mm, bushy-tailed child, yeah. Susan's a crappy older sister, I, I have an awesome older sister, <laughs> mm, and Edmund... And Edmund is uh, like the little bastard that betrayed them, but later became a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. and so I like in the movies where they have it where Edmund actually um, keeps that snarky sarcasticness. Because in the books, he just kind of goes back to being like a goody two shoes like the rest of them. But I like that the movies give him more depth and it just adds to his character a lot more. Um, but speaking of the books, I was, um, I was in Barnes and Noble the other day because, um, I don't have my own copy of Narnia. My parents have a copy, but I don't own one. So I was like, I'll go buy a copy for myself. They only had, um, The Magician's, ne- Magician's Nephew, Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, and The Horse and His Boy. And I was like... I also, I, the most popular and the two that never made it to screen. Yeah, um... Which, but that wasn't what I found odd. On the cover, they had, like, a little, like, sticker thing. And it said, a great American read. And I was like, what? A great American read by a very, very British man from Cambridge. I know, and it's, like, set in England. And they have British accents. They're very British children. (laughs) And it was like, this is the great American read, you guys. (laughs) I think it was like the American Literature Institute. But, well, that, well, that sounds stupid because I don't remember its actual name because I didn't actually care enough at the <laughs> time. But like one of those one of those places a year or two ago, they counted up like, the top 100 best American books, as they call them. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, To Kill a Mockingbird was number one. But The Chronicles of Narnia hit number nine. Oh, okay. And I'm thinking, like, I won't argue it's merit. It deserves to be there. But again, like, American? Yeah, that just threw me i was very confused i was like okay i don't want to buy this book that has american written on it it's a british book <laughs> oh man i don't even didn't read. get it i don't even read british i just read english ha 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 Du-dun. you're so funny oh no. just an uh, interesting bit of trivia well it's probably not but who cares i'm gonna tell it anyway uh in the in, uh in the uh, he brought, he didn't get his name mentioned, like, but, like, once in the movie, but General Glazel, the general that aided King Miraz, uh, Glazel is actually the, the old English word for flattery, because oh. that was kind of his job in the book, in the book and movie, was goad Miraz into the fight. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, I know that there actually is, like, an American version of the books, and, like, talking about names and stuff, because in, um... The British version, the wolf in the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe has a different name. Like, he's Mogram in um, the British version. But in the American version of the book, he's, his name is something else. I don't remember um, what it is. I think I know who talk, I think I know who you're talking about because there was, like, an Americanized cartoon of it that yeah. was actually my first exposure in Narnia. I think they named him, like, Fenris Ulf. And yeah. the mythology that he came from was, like, being, like, Odin's hound. 
Yeah, which I was like, why did they change the name? That was something that I thought was strange. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Just Harper Collins, the, the publication. They've done a bunch. They've done a bunch of things that are, they're on my hit list. Oh. They're on my hit list along with this, like Disney, Starbucks, and the. I can't. Well, shoot, I can't remember everyone else's name, but they're up there too. Mm. But just, but just, yeah. I thought so far that you know, with wardrobe, I thought that that it, like it was faithful in plot to the movie. Mm-hmm. I just thought that like it's it's good. Its main problem is really just that it's not great. Yeah, like, it's a good movie, but I feel like this had a potential to like blow you away. I hate to. I hate to compare to compare it to its relative, but it's inevitable. Like Lord of the Rings, that uh, mm. where like wasn't it's not just good, like it blows me away. Good. Mm-hmm. That's where I thought Prince. That's where like, my favor kind of leans toward Prince Caspian. That uh, it, it made a lot of risks and didn't like all of them. Didn't like Peter's Pride and all that, but. Oh, I but I loved Peter's pride. I loved having Peter, like, struggle with that. That was just, like, something that I thought was um, a really good choice on their part. Because otherwise, there's not really, like, a B-plot to the story. Um, and I thought, like, having um, that struggle between Peter and Caspian was good. Um, and I, re- I really liked how they played that up. Um Especially, um, I liked the resolve between the two of them and how Peter ended up, like, giving his sword to Caspian. I have that sword hanging on my wall, by the way. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Well, not hanging on my wall, because I'm too lazy to actually nail it there, but I have it. Yeah. Uh, I just liked it because, like, it was much more meaningful for Peter to give him the sword after they had had that, um, little, like, issue between the two of them. Mm -hmm. If they hadn't had that issue if Peter hadn't been dealing with, um... Arrogance, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. teen guy. Yeah, I mean, like... And the, it's, like, expected because he was, like, a king and he was, like, royalty mm. and he was, like, an adult and then he's suddenly, like, thrown back into being a high school student and, like, <laughs> you have to, like... How do you... What, how do you undo, like, 20-plus years of your life? I know. So he, like... It makes sense that he was, like, feeling that way to me. And I feel like it was much more meaningful in the end for him to give the sword to Caspian. Like, if he and Caspian had just gotten along, like, immediately, it would have been like, oh, well, duh, of course he's going to give him the sword. He's his friend, of course. But then having this, um, um, like, like extra fighting. layer of conflict. Yeah. Like that. I enjoyed it, um, a lot. And I thought it... And also, like, Caspian and um, the Pevensey's relationship has always been um, something that I thought was very important to the series because, um, just because, like, um, at the time that um, C.S. Lewis was writing the books, racism was a lot more alive than it is now. And having C.S. Lewis, like, point out like hey guys just because someone's of a certain race doesn't mean they're evil (laughs) being a human and telmarine doesn't make you an enemy of narnia yeah and because especially it was during world war ii so um like uh the nazis were um going after the jews 
and just having shown in uh, Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, by the way. The right. Way um, and having that like message that like um, hey, you shouldn't kill people and hate people <laughs> just because of their uh, ethnicity. Um, and I think that was very a um. What's the word I'm looking for? Very uh, intentional thing on uh, C.S. Lewis's part. Um, So having that, like, initial conflict and then having Peter being able to, like, get past that and get past his um, prejudices against Caspian. Um, And also having um, Susan fall in love with Caspian. And then um, Lucy... Susan. Use the ship name. Yeah... Um, having that and then have, <laughs> having Lucy, you know, like, just, like, be friends with him immediately, it fit, like, very well with their characters. It's true. They kind of mm-hmm. each had their own response, even down to, mm, continued on in Dawn Treader that, uh, by Edmund, mm, by Edmund still felt second fiddle. I think he took a step back into, like, more, into more bitchiness. Mm, sorry mm-hmm. for swearing, but, uh, mm, but, uh, mm, but that did feel natural that he... Like he kind of saw Caspian as older, next older brother. Yeah, symbolized th- by that same sword. Yeah, I think, um, I think just having the like different relationships with Caspian and showing, just like, I think, I just really like Ben Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, uh, I love Ben Barnes and I love Caspian's character and I just, I think, even though Prince Caspian is not my favorite movie out of the three of them, Lion Witch and Wardrobe will always be my favorite. No, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Because that's when Georgie Henley, who plays Lucy, is still really young. Because, like, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I felt that's like... That's what the show was called. Oh, Unpopular yes. Critic Wars. Yes. Um, but I feel like when she got older, some of the lines that they wrote for her were a little too young. Like, it's... Like, in Prince Caspian, there was, like, a couple of lines where I was like... Mm. And, but then in Voyage of the Dawn Treader is when it really got kind of cringy, which was not Georgie Henley's fault. It's more it like was, she's a. It's more like she's twelve years old trying to talk like she's ten, or whatever. Because uh, she or was like Georgie Henley was like I don't remember. She was definitely a lot older in the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think she, she was like so 15. much older. No, I think she was older than that. She was like. Like, they um, put makeup on her to make her look younger, but she was, like, she still looked older, and they were just, like, giving her, like, lines that a younger person would say, like, a child would say, and she was, like, supposed to be, like, a teenager at this point, and she was already, like, older anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like um, in the Percy Jackson movies, like, if they had cast actual 12-year-olds, the lines would have made sense. But, like, it's Logan Lerman <laughs> and Alexandria Daddario just going, like, I wish that my parents would pay attention to me. <laughs> and it's like, you're 23. You, what? <laughs> well, I guess quoting Aslan himself, mm, they're, too, mm, they're too old. You know? mm-hmm. mm, they did well, but there's only, mm, but you know, they get too old. And and I think you're, I think you're right. They, they, I guess they didn't intentionally... Cast her, they didn't do the Nickelodeon route and like cast twenty year olds. Yeah, but the, but yeah, I think they did. Like Peter was, like William Mosley was actually eighteen in a, in wardrobe. Even mm-hmm. though I think he's 
supposed to be 14. So yeah. I get it. Like working with minors and other child labor laws and all that. Right. It's just easier to work with older kids. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes until they grow until they grow up and become a holes. Like me. <laughs> hey, that was funny. Laugh harder than that. <laughs> if I'm gonna self-deprecate, I'm gonna self-deprecate damn good, and you're gonna laugh at it. Okay. Because, in my arrogant opinion, I do a fantastic job doing all this. <laughs> um, did you ever see the um, BBC's version of Narnia? Like BBC came out with. The Lion, Witch, mm-hmm. the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and the Silver Chair. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think I have seen... I, I remember seeing Caspian and Wardrobe in its entirety. Mm-hmm. I remember se- I seeing parts of, a, of Dawn Treader and Silver Chair, but I haven't finished those last two. Um, I really enjoyed um, seeing the Silver Chair on, um, on screen because uh, Jill Pole is definitely my one of my favorite characters like lucy will always be my favorite character because i love her um but jill is my second favorite character for sure and um just like seeing her on screen and like the b the b the bbc did a fantastic job about like doing like no 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 no. they did a fantastic job with they did a fantastic job with the materials that they had the special effects were horrible like Uh, i couldn't stop mostly like like my group couldn't stop laughing flying iceland oh flying iceland and flying eustace the green screen flying from the 80s uh yeah (laughs) Um, in one of the, in Prince Caspian, I think they do, like, lightning, and it looks like a kid's drawing. (laughs) But the thing that they do very well is that they, um, the lines were, like, line for line from the books, which I really enjoyed. Like, I had, like, the silver chair open in my lap, and I was, like, reading along with the movie, (laughs) and it was so good. And that, and that is actually, I guess, and it... In area two cover that like faithfulness is good, but then there's like the difference between like lie, which is more important to capture like the like meaning for meaning or word for word. Because mm-hmm. I actually thought that uh, like Prince Caspian, it was de- it was definitely the the least faithful of the three movies because mm-hmm. of, of like the plot. But over, but I felt those changes just helped like enhance the theme. It was st- right enhance the theme like the returning of the old days and the return of Aslan and all that. Uh, BBC. Uh, BBC ones, like, like yeah, they captured it word for word, but there's nothing, there's nothing really special about that. It's like, it's like my big complaint about the Lion King 2019. That yeah, it's a oh. good story, but I'm just watching the Lion King again. Yeah. So that was my, uh, those were, that was just kind of my thought press while watching it. I, I might agree with you though. It, it was, it was nice seeing the Silver Terror mm-hmm. dramatized and my limited experience with that. Yeah, I just. Oh, it was very good. Um, for its time, it was very good. Um, and I was um, younger when I first watched that one. And I just remembered being so happy that, like, the owls were there and Puddle Glum was there. Because Puddle Glum, hot take, but Puddle Glum is the best character that C.S. Lewis has ever written and no one else can ever top anything <laughs> that Puddle Glum has ever said because Puddle Glum is, like, the epitome of, like, Gen Z humor, except he doesn't realize it. 
Mm, I did. Mm, I did. I heard he was actually based on C.S. Lewis's gardener. That it, mm, if he if he told his gardener a lovely day today, and say, yeah, it's probably gonna rain or thunderstorms and come and kill us all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, mm, I thought mm, that's a funny character. And then uh, as I got older, even with, even within the past few months, I started to re- realize the way I talk. Mm, like, am I saying something pessimistic, but with an but in like an upbeat and gonna face it way like, mm, mm-hmm. like holy crap I'm becoming puddle glue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, even Col- down to even down to him saying like, I am a handsome looking chap. Or <laughs> yeah, Colton will. Um, Colton's my boyfriend. Um, he will like like someone will say um, like I'll see you later and he'll be like not necessarily and I'm like <laughs> 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 I can't so imagine him saying that. <laughs> well, well, I felt like he. Uh, he was ne- he was needed for that, the, mm-hmm. or really the whole series. Uh, the like, thing about journeys, they suck. They're hard. Like yeah. they're, journeys are exciting, but there's cold. Every like Lewis, one of the reasons Lewis kind of skimped out, I guess, on character was because he's more interested in atmosphere. Yeah, that's where the movies filled it in with characters. So in the atmosphere, you can tell the snow. Yep, I can tell the snow is freezing cold, and that uh, Tarn is a very terrible place, and it's right. very dark underground. No. Bisms, but well, oh, it's terrible in the Clorman Desert. It's nice in Clorman itself, but you get it. Journeys suck, but he's yeah. kind of the guy that you know, that says, "Like, yeah, we're yeah, we're probably gonna die. That doesn't mean we're not gonna go up to the gate of the giants and come in." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like C.S. Lewis's uh, writing style is more plot focused than anything else because he had a message that he wanted to get out, and he was just gonna get that message out and didn't really care about. Um, uh, character depth or like characters wants or needs he just kind of used the characters to like move the plot forward he did the same thing um with the screw tape letters um in fact like in 11th grade I believe I wrote um an analysis of the screw tape letters the analysis was supposed to be like two to four pages long I wrote, yeah, like, you, you don't I wrote, spend like, two to four pages <laughs> on the screw tape plot. I wrote like eight pages, <laughs> and that was like just like a, that was just like I didn't I wasn't trying to like make like more pages. I just like needed that many pages, and um, I went to a Christian high school, so thankfully my uh, English teacher was like, "Okay, I know why you did this. I love this book, and I would have done the same thing." Same here. Yeah, um, and in one of the um, analyses I made was that. Um, Oh, what? I don't remember his name. Not not Wormwood. Wormwood. That Wormwood was technically not even a character. Wormwood was just kind of, um, like he he was a literary, uh, um, not element, like a literary device to Mm. bring the plot forward. I don't remember the exact wording that I used because it was in eleventh grade. Um, so that was like three years ago. If you ever get the chance, I highly encourage you to like listen to the the audio dramatized screw tape letters. Oh, like, I've listened to the audio really dramatized good. ones for Narnia. Oh, I have those on CD, and they are so good. <laughs> they are, they are, and it's not for anyone out there. It's not just someone reading. It's mm-hmm. it, it's someone reading, but also with actual but actual actual dialogue and sound yeah. effects. They have, it's very good, like, I don't normally like audiobooks, because I like being able to read it 
because I need um, visual stimulants for things. And when I'm reading, I like create a visual in my head. Gasp! You need a gasp! You need visuals, and we're only <laughs> and we're only visual communication majors in oh. the twenty first century. Hee hee hee. Yes, I just, um, yeah, I just always need, like, a visual thing, and when, for some reason, like, when I'm just, like, hearing, like, one person, like, speak, it doesn't, like, do it for me, like, I can't visualize what's happening, because I don't have, like, character voices going on in my head, I just have that one person talking, but with the Narnia dramatization, I actually really enjoy it, and I would, like, listen to it while I was cleaning my room, or, like, doing chores for my mom around the house and um so that was really good I really enjoyed that it was very very well done and um except for Aslan's voice oh no oh no Aslan's voice was so bad he sounds like Mountain Man from Duck Dynasty stand back the witch is mine you're so right that's exactly who he sounds like (laughs) (laughs) Liam Neeson perfect Whoever they got for the dramatization, terrible. And 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 Stephen, whatever his name was, uh, you can see why I remember the first name, just not the last name. But uh, whoever they got for the cartoon, okay. Uh, but pretty pretty much all the casting really for the Walden films were oh, fantastic. Yes. The casting for that was amazing. I think that every single person that they cast was perfect. I don't think that. Um, and I really liked how they got for the, when they got older in the Lion, Lush, and Wardrobe, they got Georgie Henley's sister, Rachel, to play older Lucy. <laughs> that was, like, the best thing to me. I was like, that is so cool. And, like, um, I was watching a behind-the-scenes thing, and Anna Popowell, who plays Susan, and then, um, I can't remember her name, but the girl who plays the older version of uh, Susan. Yeah, I forgot her name, too. They um, were talking and the director was like, I saw so many similarities between Anna and Susan, and then older Susan and actual Susan, and then also so many similarities between Anna and the girl, and it was so <laughs> weird for him. Uh, I think they said that, uh, that they said goodbye to their mother and departed from the train. Like mm-hmm. She said I, like her mother actually left New Zealand that day. Yeah. And yeah. later in, uh, she met Mr. Tumnus and said, well, my, mother's na- my mom's name is Helen. Her mom's name yeah, really her is mom Helen. Yeah, her mom's name actually is <laughs> Helen. Yeah, I, uh, gonna just, uh, tell you a little secret. Um. Do tell. In middle school, I created a website about Narnia for a school project. I was homeschooled in middle school, but, um, I had to have a, um, website because I was taking, um, a class where you were supposed to, it taught you how to build your own website. And I created a Narnia website. (laughs) And it was basically, like, Narnia Wiki, except... I was in charge of it, and it was just me, and nobody came to it. So I, like, researched so much information about it and just talked about Narnia. And, like, I had, like, an information page for, like, every single character. I mostly focused on the films first. I never actually got to, like, the book characters um, because it was just so much information. And I didn't, like... But, like, I had, like, I had a page for Mrs. McCready, the housekeeper, and I, like, (laughs) talked about her and her life, and I did research on her, and I talked to, I had, like, a separate page for each of the beavers, like, one page for Mr. Beaver, one page for Mrs. Beaver, because, like... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was... You went went further than uh, Wiki Narnia. Yeah, it was very extensive. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I think I've deleted the site. I think I deleted. Hell, the I was site. gonna ask if it was still up. Yeah, I, I think I have it. deleted it. Um, if not, I will show it to you. Yes. I think I have. I will not be showing it to the viewers because that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's a, it's oh, it's so cringy because it's like middle schooler writing. It makes me feel like better. I do the same thing in uh, middle middle high. I don't I don't even remember. It was like seventh or eighth grade, twenty fifteen. Had to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. In the spirit of sharing, like sharing secrets after like after seeing those, I draw. Or, like, after I'd finished reading the complete series. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not the complete series, but after each book, I had to I had to recre- recreate it with action figures. Because oh I need a visual platform. Because, yeah. Uh, because I'm a not-visual communications major. <laughs> <laughs> and neither you, nor do we work for a vigi- uh, digital company. Yeah. But, uh, vis- digital, visual, shit. If, if, I sound <laughs> like, if I sound like I know what I'm talking about, and play along and pretend I do. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, you definitely know what you're talking about, 100%. I did pretty yeah. well with the wardrobe by itself. Then by the time I got to Casping, I thought, really, it's cool. I'm going to try this book version. And realized, mm-hmm. oh, crap, I forgot. And I, mm, oh, crap, I don't remember it. I don't remember it. I cover to cover, so I read a lot. Mm-hmm. So I felt like Ham, I felt like Hamlet reading a lot. Like anyone out there to like get the, like the stereotypical image when someone says actor or stage, you get the idea of someone standing up there as Hamlet and... Dressed in a Shakespearean costume, reading their grand script, like that was that was me. Except I was holding, except I was holding the book, and it was a tiny little Shakespearean dressed guy <laughs> saying the lines. Yeah, um, I got the Prince Caspian action figures for Christmas, and I would play. Um, I I lost Lucy's dagger like immediately. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Like, I have no idea. Um, I lost it like. Because we did Christmas Eve at my grandma's. And somewhere in between putting the toys in the car and getting back to the house, I lost Lucy's dagger. So it was just Lucy, weaponless. She was fine. She has Aslan. Um, it's okay. I broke It's okay. I broke a character sword the day we, the day I got it. Yeah. Then I got a replacement and broke it the day I got it, too. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, I played rough as a kid. Yeah, so I had... I had the little um, action figures and played with them. That was fun. That begs the question. If you could choose one of Father's, Father Christmas's gifts, which one? And by the way, they are available on Amazon. Ooh. I, that's not official product promotion, <laughs> but, but it, it's me geeking out as an, Ar- as an Arnia fan. Um, honestly, I think I would get Susan's bow and arrows and... Um, her horn, I guess, would come along with it. I would prefer to have Lucy's cordial over the horn, but I don't think I can pick and choose like that. Well, that, uh, well, well we're not in Narnia and Father Christmas in here at the moment. So, oh, okay, yes. So I guess you can. I will do. I will take Susan's bone arrows because I, um, after the Hunger Games came out, I dabbled a little bit in archery. <laughs> I have a bow um, at home. Um, I haven't used it in a while, but, um, like, it started with, like, my obsession with archery started with Narnia and then with Legolas and Lord of the Rings, but then, like, (laughs) Katniss and the Hunger Games kind of, like, broke it, and I, like, finally asked my parents, I was like, 
can I can I get a bow and, and some arrows for Christmas, please? That's they it. Were, I gotta be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please, mommy, please. <laughs> and my parents were like, okay, fine, we'll get you this. Because <laughs> um, it was like I was finally like old enough to like not kill myself on accident. So I would cho- choose the, uh, Susan's bow because her bow is a lot nicer than mine is. I think it's like ivory or something mm-hmm. like that, or at least yeah. it looks that way. Well, oh, if it's ivory, I probably shouldn't get it because that's mean to elephants. And right, elephants right, are right. my favorite animal. Right, all right, all right. I changed my mind. We are in Narnia, where the elephants are ta- can talk and uh, willingly give up their ivory okay. without having to die. Okay. Like yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> elephants are my favorite animal, and if anything bad happens to an elephant, I will cry. <laughs> my mom loves elephants too. Roll Tide. Oh no! I yes. don't care. I don't care about sports. I don't even. I don't care about sports either. I just care about Alabama. I don't know Alabama anything boys. about sports. Sports are not my thing. Um, yeah, football is stupid. Ah, football. Who needs football when you have archery and swords? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you. That sounds like you're at least somewhat good at archery. I'm terrible. I I actually split an arrow. Oh not, my gosh! Not the way you think, though. I, I split it before it left the bow, and uh, and inflicted a uh, pain on uh, a minor but rather painful and embarrassing injury. Oof! And I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about that because okay, I would choose Peter's. So, well, honestly, I could have a combination. I'm thinking about like it's definitely Rendon. Mm-hmm. Rendon with it. I killed the wolf. So he called it. Yeah. And uh, the, mm, I love that lion's head pommel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. Mm, it's very majestic. It is majestic. And it fits the book's description. I almost want that and Lucy's dagger because I like, so- I'm like. i a fan of sword and dagger. Mm-hmm. Tempted to get that and the ho- and Susan's horn. That and Susan's horn. So I can fight, but call for help if I turn out I'm not mm, yeah. Not as great as I am. Uh, if I'm not as great as I gloat about being. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, I guess I'd still just stick with sword and shield. Yeah. Because you're an archer in real life. I'm a fencer and... Uh, real life like oh, when i'm cool. like when i'm not enslaved to college i mean uh when i'm not expanding my education <laughs> i'm a mm, i try i head over to the uh, fencing club cool and hence why i would need mm, need the horns Sta- mm, stand back i can take on the white witch myself i'm a <laughs> no, i'm i'm a good enough duelist uh yeah have you seen the blooper reel for the Lion, Lodge, and Wardrobe? They're, like, <laughs> blowing the horn and, like, nothing's coming mm. out. <laughs> yeah. And then Mr. Humnus, why did I say Humnus? It's just, uh, <laughs> he's just, I'm um, whistling on the, the pan pipes. Yeah. Georgie Henley broke so many times <laughs> when they were trying to film that. She was like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my favorite, my, my, my two favorites, those, uh, like the mm, evil, which is evil creatures gathering at the stone table, and the, uh, I think, I think what's it? Uh, what's the name? The uh, Minotaur. Um. Mm, oh yeah, the Minotaur fa- General Otman falling over yeah. in the battlefield. My favorite blooper from that one was um. It's also with that same Minotaur. He's like thinking a wine here, a wine cellar here, a wine cellar here, and we'll put a jacuzzi over here. <laughs> they're like they're supposed to be discussing battle plans, and he's like, "This is what we're gonna do." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I did hear in the, in the commentary. I think my favorite bit of the commentary was uh, the, they said on the hill where uh, the in the spot where they uh, filmed Edmund 
Edmund getting tempted by the White Witch. Mm-hmm. That uh, during the shot when the uh, when Ginnabrick the dwarf runs at runs at Edmund, they said he slipped down that hill so many times. Georgie mm-hmm. had 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 actually instituted among everyone a swear bucket. So uh, oh yeah, cough up cough up a buck. And they said that he they said he he swore so much falling down that hill he he paid more money than <laughs> Uh, he, yeah. And he can actually catch in one of the bloopers when he uh, he's trying to tell Edmund, you will know a better hereafter. And he's like, he's like you will, you, son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Georgie Henley is such a pure human being. She deserves only good things. Even now, she's she's still re- she's still a really great person. I disagree mm-hmm. with her politics, but... You know, I she, follow her she's on still, Instagram. She's great. I love her so much. She is. She's she's still being just such a sweetest person. If I could be one human being besides myself, I would be Georgie Henley or Taylor Swift. Georgie Henley's just a gem. I love her so much. <laughs> she is. She's, and she still acts like sister among among all the kids that are, or among the rest of the cast members. Yeah, she still you, acts they like, like re they like reunited. Like Scanner Canes, who plays Edmund, didn't show up, but like. The others did, and they were like, we have, like, a new secret project we're working on. And, like, it's been, like, almost a year, and they haven't, like, announced anything. What do you think their secret project is? I almost want to say, for since Dawn Treader's anniversary is coming up this year, uh, probably, um, maybe, some, or maybe that's why we have so much stop and start in, a, in, a, in a upcoming Narnia stuff. Maybe they're actually pl- like planning one big, like, get-together hoo-ha or whatever. Yeah, because I know that Scander Canes didn't come, so they, it can't be like. I wonder if it has something to do with the new Netflix series that's coming out. Like, if, it, heard, if it ever does. If it ever does come out. I hope it does. Oh, I would love to have new Narnia content. That'd be so great. Me too. The Narnia fandom is so dead. It's, Though I was on Tumblr the other day, uh, it was like a few weeks ago, and there was like discourse. And I was like, why is there discourse in the Narnia fandom? What's happening? Hey, it makes me feel better. There's toxicity in the VeggieTales community. Oh, no, there's this VeggieTales fan, uh, fan page that I follow on Tumblr. And, like, uh, it's my it's my favorite page on Tumblr. But that's getting off track. I'm not, we, we and one of my favorite YouTubers that. had to mm, drop VeggieTales and his channel altogether to avoid that fandom. But mm-hmm. anyway, we are actually, we're actually nearing our time. So oh, uh, no. I guess... Give Rachel a moment to think. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yes. I completely. For- I completely forgot Taylor coming in because I because I was being a dumbass or whatever. Uh, the, towards the end, just kind of sum up our review or our thoughts on it in a three to f- about three to five sentences, something like that, and uh, okay. leave it stars out of five. Uh, I guess I'll do my my lead in. Okay, you overall, go first. Overall, love Nar- love Narnia. Really like the books. I like C.S. Lewis's writing style. Uh, it, it's just really engaging. It was a simpler time for fantasy, and, and along with Tolkien, helped set the, mo- the standard for modern fantasy. I think Wardrobe, it was safe. It was a good movie. It was safe. Its only flaw was that it wasn't great. Prince Caspian, there was... It was definitely a gambit. There were some... A lot of risks. I don't think all of them paid off, but I think most of them did. And not... And didn't just uh, pay off, but like really paid off. And Don Treader, feel like in some ways it took the lazy blockbuster route, but overall still kept up what we like about Narnia and the book. And so I'd I'd say for the, like the books, well five star, like four and a half five stars for the books overall. 
and I am having to take into account that like 40s, like 40s or 50s audience, not a 21st century audience. Uh, the films, I'd say an average of about three and a half to four stars. Definitely still my one of my favorite movie series. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that I think that C.S. Lewis's books are um, a good series for kids to read. And um, like he said in the dedication of The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, that um, it's not just for kids and that like adults can come back to it and still enjoy it. Um, and I think that the movies did um, a pretty good job of showing that. Um, one thing that I really hope will come about for the Netflix series is for them to, um, like, really, like, go in-depth with it and, um, explore, um, like, the horse and his boy more. Yes, that's my favorite of the the series. Um, I think, like, exploring, like, the other characters more and giving them, um, the appreciation that they deserve because... Diggory, Polly, and Jill, like, we see Diggory for, like, a little bit, but he's, like, an old man and can't do anything. So I think, um, I would really want for the Netflix series to just explore the world fully. Almost like world, like world build everyday life in Narnia? Yes, I would like Game of Thrones-esque delving into the world for Narnia. That's, I think... Kind of like what Prince Caspian wasn't, or was trying to do in a way. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But, like, even more in-depth. Like, um, because Lord of the Rings got, like, so many movies. Like, The Hobbit did not need three films. and But I feel like Narnia could get that much screen time, and I feel like that is what I'm really hoping for um, the new series. And I hope that they actually happen. And I really hope that maybe the original cast comes back and plays the older versions of themselves. That's what I'm hoping that their um, little meetup thing is. And I'm just, I'm hoping that more people can appreciate Narnia the way that I do. Um, Because Narnia has such a nostalgic factor for me. I love it so much. Um, Definitely five out of five stars for all the books. Um, Five out of five stars for Lamech and Wardrobe. Um... I think four out of five for Voyage of the Dawn Treader, four point five for the Dawn Treader, and four for uh, Prince Caspian. Well, well, I don't know. They were all it's very striking. good. They're all very good. You know, they're my favorite movies growing up. So it's hard to like say it's anything bad about them. You know. I I understand. Yeah. So overall. Um, I am super excited for um, the Netflix series. I hope they do a good job. Netflix has a pretty good track record of making uh, quality content, I believe. And I think that they can do a good job. And I hope that uh, people realize that um, Narnia's not American. Thank you. (laughs) Keep up that old British feel. Yeah. And the one question I always ask before before ending a show, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie. Ooh. Like overall. Yeah, up to you. Interpret that however you want. Um. I really enjoy Captain America: The Winter Soldier. 
I really enjoy My favorite Marvel. <laughs> I really enjoy Lion Lich in the wardrobe. Um And I really enjoy like the BBC Pride and Prejudice uh DVD set. Um so like Oh, and Mean Girls. Any of those four. I can't choose favorites. Those are the those are my those are my top four. That's that's okay. That's <laughs> I can't happen. choose favorites. It's okay. I I have more of a top four myself. Yeah. Well, th- well thanks for joining us, Rachel. Uh huh. Thank thanks you for, for having me. Thank you for dwelling into the wardrobe, or rather into my into the rings and to live between the worlds, or the, yes, or I, I don't I don't know. I'm just trying to see how many Narnia references I can <laughs> slam in here in the last minute. Just like I'm going to slam the, just like I'm going to slam this last minute thing in here to, to, be whisked away. Shit, I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just say it. <laughs> Subscribe to Viking Fusion. Follow us on all our media stuff. And uh, and until next, and hashtag Nar- hashtag Narnia is underrated. Yes, that on- is true. Until next time, further up and further in. Um,